When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Radio. First thing we're going to do is bring you some reaction after New Zealand's win against Uruguay. First up, Ian Foster, head coach. His initial reaction to the win. Delighted with the result. Um, delighted with. The first objective of five points uh, to cement a, a position in the quarter-final, and that's a clear goal for us. Um, well, I thought Uruguay chucked a lot at us, particularly in that first 20, and very combative, made the breakdown quite hard. The, the set-piece became a hard area for us to get, to be able to use the power that we know we have, and it took, we had to find other ways to do that. But um, really stoked with the way that the guys showed a lot of patience and problem solved and came through the other side and finished really, really strong. So we're delighted with that performance. Um, and just a, a bit of a, a rinse and repeat from the last two games, but just a congratulations to Sam Whitelock, 150 games, special occasion for us. Yeah, 150, tremendous occasion. Ian Foster again was asked for an update on Tyrell Lomax leaving early and also Fletcher Newell coming off. Oh, Fletcher was largely precautionary just on his, on his knee. Um, uh, Tyrell a little bit more serious, but we don't really know how bad it is. It looks like a medial. Uh, doesn't look too bad, but um, got a bucket load of ice on his knee at the moment, and we'll look at that over the next 48 hours. And there's been an update uh, overnight with Ian Foster declaring uh, Tyrell Amex is a good chance to play in this weekend's quarterfinal against uh, Ireland. Um, limped off early, suspected medial ligament injury. Uh, but Ian Foster said he's getting better by the day and he's better than we expected. He's likely to jog around this afternoon uh, in a light session and after that the next 48 hours will decide. I could definitely tell you he's in now, but he's definitely not out yet. So we'll take that as a positive. Cryptic Ian Foster. Sam Kane now on the opening 20 minutes from a player's perspective. Uh, what do they put their slow start down to? Yeah, I suppose it was a little bit frustrating when I mean, we technically had two tries sort of brought back before our inaccuracies at the breakdown um, in regards to um, TMO picking up some neck rolls. Uh, and then you know, we scrambled well to, to stop one of their tries. Uh, look, they came with a lot of passion early. Um, I was sort of going to any test match against any opposition and expect that the first 20 to 30 minutes is going to be tough regardless of history like just everyone can get up and, and bring in intensity for so long um, our challenge was to stay patient and hopefully um, overcome that and and luckily we stuck to our guns and, and that's what happened Ian Foster was then asked if this was the best version of the team in order to go on and win the World Cup I hope so you know I think we've um I think we've responded well from from the first game. I think we took lot, lots of lessons out of that, and 
and I think we've, we've dealt with each challenge that we've had in the meantime and, and I believe we're growing our game to a point that we're ready to go into this quarter-final really well prepared and clearly whatever happens, whoever we play is going to be a massive game but that's what quarter-finals should be like. So we're ready. Lots of lessons there. Well done, Ian Foster. He was asked for his thoughts on DMAC's performance. Uh, he's going pretty good. You know, we were delighted with him last week and I thought again this week he... He played well. We had a, it was a it was a game of turnover ball, wasn't it? I, I kind of got the feeling that uh, Barnsley wasn't too interested in setting scrums, so the game became a lot of turnover ball and turnover defence. And you know, quite frankly, Damien's pretty good at that sort of stuff. And but I, I thought he played really well. And then when he went into ten, he he continued that. So he's a player. He continues to be important to us, and is and he's uh, he's really putting his hand up. Uh, he was then asked if there was any concern that their last three games in a row leaves them short of those tight, hard test matches heading into a quarterfinal. Uh, look, it, it is what it is. You know, we, we can't control things when it comes to the draw. Um, you know, people weren't saying that after the French game. They were saying that we were struggling. And, um, and even before the Italian game, that was going to be a massive challenge for us. So I, I think we've... Uh, we've, we've taken the, we've put ourselves under pressure to play well. I, I think it's a very motivated team at the moment. We, we know we're, we're not perfect. We've still got some areas to grow, but we, we're really confident in the areas that we, we think we need to be ready for going into a tight game. So, um, you know, there's different pathways, isn't there, to quarters, and some teams have a hard game beforehand. Uh, for us, that first 20 minutes was pretty tough, and we had to show a different sort of patience. But it is what it is, and, you know, at the end of the pool play, we're satisfied. Ian Foster was then asked about Lester Whaunganuku, and does his performance put pressure on regarding the naming of the 23 to play the quarterfinal? Yep, no doubt about that. Played well and busy, um, you know, and we, I haven't talked to him about how he enjoyed his time at 12, but I think he went pretty good. Um, different sort of game. Um, and so, you know, he did he did what we asked him of him, and really pleased for that. So, give us plenty to think about, no doubt about that. Skipper Sam Kane now in his first start of the tournament. How did he come through it? Yeah, I think I said a couple of days ago. I was really excited about um, the body feeling really good and, and first start, and just loved getting back out there. Um, quite quite enjoyed the first 20 minutes because it was um, a little bit more combative. Uh, but as the game wore on, it opened up a bit. Um, you know, a wee bit stop-start, I suppose, because there's a few points being scored, but um, felt, felt good out there, felt free. So, yeah, pretty happy. Pleased he's healthy. I'm very pleased he's healthy. Now back to Coach Ian Foster. Um, the growth I've made over the last few weeks, he was asked about, and how that sets them up for the quarter. I think... Uh Pool plays, you, you've got to, um, the first job is to get through, clearly, and, and so we've done that. The, the second job is to make sure that you're, you're spending time on the aspects of your game that are really good for the here and now, but with an eye to, to what's to come. And, um, and so I think we've got that balance right in, in terms of our preparation. I, I think that, you know, we've worked hard on areas of the game that we, we think we're going to need going into playoff rugby, and... 
So, you know, you can argue we haven't been challenged um, a little bit mentally on how to finish out a close game in the last two or three games, but I think we've put ourselves under pressure in that space to, to really focus on our execution regardless of the scoreline. And, you know, and, and sometimes when we get a big scoreline, people sort of talk down our opponent, but I think we all saw that, that Uruguay... Man, they they tried. They were 100% committed for 80 minutes, and they made everything we did actually was a little bit harder than perhaps what people think. And so I'm pleased with that clinical side of the execution. Now we know there's going to be a big step up coming next weekend, and but we can only control what we control. We've we've prepared with the end in mind, and and I think we're going to next week feeling like okay, we, we've done everything we need to do, and now we just need to need to go out there and express ourselves and. Give it everything. And, of course, Samuel Whitelock has been breaking records left, right and centre. Uh, both Foster and Kane were asked, what more can he do? That's pretty simple. He can become the first man to win three World Cups. We've been speaking about him for almost uh, two weeks within the environment um, due to him breaking Richie's record last week and then bringing up 150 this week. So, um, yeah, he's been notching up a few achievements and, yeah, hopefully in a few weeks' time he can add another one. I hope so too. Ian Foster was asked about his selections around the 10 and 15 jerseys and also looking ahead to the future. When you coach this team, you expect to win every test. You're expected to win every test. So you're always trying to pick for the here and now and plan for the here and now. But my role is is to make sure we are looking at at the future to try to figure things out. And, And I think that we've grown the game to the point that, that we know we play well when we've got a number of really key decision makers on the park. You know, Bodie's done a, a great job, I think, at 15 in terms of executing our game, of influencing others and, and bringing a whole degree of calmness to our decision making and, and his linkages with with Richie and, and Damien, I think, is, is just getting better and better and better. So... Um, we're pleased, you know, and it's a game that we want to play, but we do know that they can only flourish if, if we get that platform up front. And so, you know, now we're, we're seeing real growth in that part of our game, and that's that's the part we're going to need in, in the next as we go forward in this tournament. And he was also asked, was there any reason for having three different goal kickers throughout that match? I asked Damien why he gave up the kicking tee when he kicked two really good ones, and he said, well, Aaron Smith was a water boy, and he told told Damien that, that I, I'd given instructions he had to give up the kicking tee so he was really grumpy with uh, me but I had him on and told him that actually I hadn't said a word to Nuggy so he had a fight with Nuggy and, but at the end of the day um, I wanted Bodie to have a couple of goal kicks just to keep him in, in uh, keep his eye and Damien's kicking really well Richie's kicking really well and it was just a chance for, for Bass to have a couple and he didn't look too bad either but nothing sinister good story though Next up, um, just going to play a little piece uh, from SENZ Steve Devine. He was on the rugby show yesterday with Watto, and um, here's how he thinks we beat Ireland. Right, if you let the Irish play, you know what they're going to do, right? They're going to try and get over the advantage line of first phase. They use Bundy Aki to, 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 you know, pound into that line and try and get over the advantage line for quick ball, or they, or you stiffen up on D and he's not there and he throws that backdoor pass. So... I would send the halfback. I would send Aaron Smith uh, once um, Gibson Park passes the ball. I would have nine homing in on ten and following him around behind Bundy Arkey. So if that backdoor pass does come, then Smith's there to knock over um, Sexton straight away. And I, I just I can't see 
I can't see how they operate. They if Bundyaki carries, you've got you know, you've got the defence there set ready to knock them over. If they go back door to six, then you've got Aaron Smith right there ready to knock them over. I you know they what the the problem yep. with the Irish is they don't have a plan B right they do they're very very good at what they do they're very very clinical at what they do and if you we can't just go at them expecting to have our own normal defense because they'll pick it to pieces we need to we need to send a Roma up I reckon and knock over Sexton a lot of focus on how we stop Ireland watching that Irish game I was like how do you score points against them that isn't threes their defensive intensity and pattern just denies points. And the only time Scotland scored was when Ireland were up by 30-odd and may have just dropped their intensity. They're just such a hard team to score against. Anyway, 0800 Ace just called, but we'll take him after this break. And you, if you want to yell out. Someone just asked me who the referees are for the quarterfinal. Great question. I'm trying to find it for you. Bear with me. I'll keep. I'll keep looking. I'll keep looking. We go to the phone. Zaid. G'day, Zaid. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, a hard game for the um, All Blacks on um, Sunday, but I mean, um, that's the knockout stage. So I guess that's what you got to prepare for, and um, hopefully we can, you know, prepare well, and we'll um, try our hardest. If we lose, well, that's sports, and I guess hopefully it's a tight game. Um, you know, hopefully it's not one-sided either way. I mean. I mean, if hopefully, hopefully it should be a tight game. Obviously, four pretty good quarterfinals. Fiji, um, I didn't, uh, Fiji, England will be interesting as well. I think England should win that pretty easily, but um, you never know. It depends what Fiji team comes out on the day. Um, Argentina um, and Wales should be pretty good. Um, Argentina seems like they haven't quite had their straps still, so um, it'll be interesting to see how they go in the quarters. Obviously, those are the two easier quarters, and then. South Africa, France. Well, I reckon South Africa could win that game against France. The way um, South Africa has been looking so far, I'd say, um, yeah, I reckon South Africa might do it against against France. I do too. I really do. Yeah. Mm. You know, good team, and and they know they know how to win. They know how to win the big games. Obviously, they won the last um, Rugby World Cup, and um, yeah, so they'll they'll definitely be on there. But and obviously, as we know. Um, Whoever probably wins the All Black Island game and the France South Africa game, most likely will win the final. Will win the final. Might both be in the final. The, those those two semis because they won't. I mean those two quarters because they won't meet each other in the semi or will they? Who's that? Sorry. The winner of the All Blacks France game. I mean All Blacks Island and South Africa France. They won't meet each other in the semi. No, they? they won't. No. So so they could both be in the final. Whoever wins. Yep. Those games this weekend. Probably right? should be in the final. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. All good then. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. Uh, good to talk to you. Uh, next up, Stephen Auckland. G'day, Steve. Oh, good to Stevie. Um, I, I don't know whether you remember those French teams that toured out in the 80s. And there was a winger by the name of Patrice uh, Lajesquet. Yes, I do. Who was, who was quite, a, quite a flyer on the wing. Well, he's the <clears throat> coach of Portugal. And boy, I've got to say, he's done a great job with them. Aren't they a really, really good watch? They just seem to know what their roles are and they know where their, where their strengths are. And um, I thought they well and truly deserved their win this, this morning. And I, you know what? I even thought that scoreline actually flattered Fiji. Yeah, look, I do too, actually. Um, Portugal, just the heart. They, they chucked absolutely everything at it. Oh, oh, they were incredible to watch. And I just want to see more oh. of them. 
no amount of no amount of skill. I, I, I definitely agree with um, someone, Coach Talala Mapasua, um, with with his thoughts as well about giving these guys a lot more game time against tier one teams because you know you like you said the the biggest thing they ask for is is time together. They don't get a lot of time together, and it's taken this. You can see it's taken the someone team probably a good couple of games to, to, to find their mojo, and I reckon if they were starting their World Cup now, they would be way more of a threat that, than they were before. Um, just quickly, too, on the on the Irish. Man, that was super impressive from them. They are definitely going to be a hard team to break down. Just an area for me of concern is just our mid, midfield defence. I, I know we should be more concerned about it getting our game right but the way they manipulate the midfield is a real big one for me. And you know what? It's For me, this game is going to come down to who the better coaches, coaching setup is. And I suppose that probably answers my question about who I think is going to win mm. as well, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. I, I, I can't see any teams putting big points on Ireland. Their defence is just so organised. Very much so. And if there's some lessons to be learned out of this game this morning, Fiji, Portugal, you know, Fiji knew what they needed, knew what they had to do in this game. You know, get in there, even if they lost by a bonus point. But you do not turn down three points. And boy, of all the times I wished we had a dropkick expert in this all-black team, (laughs) excuse me, is right now. Because I I don't care what people think about dropkicks, that's three points on taking it. If you're basically piling on, say, the Irish, a lot of field position, but you're not getting through, you take three points on mm. offer every day of the week. Twice on Sunday, you exit, you exit your red zone, you go back down there and you play the game in their half. I really don't want to see us playing the game between the two 10-metre marks because if we go down using those same top tactics, I'll tell you what, I'm going to have a hissy fit next week when I talk to you <laughs> if we've gone down using the same old tactics. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Richie Moringa can take drop goals. Whether I hope it's something they talk about, that if we can't break down South Africa, and then they'll have to look at charging drop kick uh, attempts, and that could open some gaps. You can fake a drop kick and then find a gap somewhere, but... Um, yeah, I'm with you. If we get four drop goals, all of a sudden New Zealand rugby fans will be applauding drop goals as a way of accumulating points. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, 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 about, it's about taking that opportunities. I am hearing though out of Ireland there's a couple of injury concerns with both their, both their wingers. It sounds like Hanson, who's very good in the air, is, is definitely going to be out. He's got a calf, calf tweak. And, of course, James Lowe got a whack around the eye, but is ex- expected to play so I I just think we've also got to put a put a little bit more pressure on those guys outside and the and the outside channels and, and put some uh, uh, pressure on their defense because I, I just don't see any way breaking them down through the middle because they just they chop tackle and the other scary thing is man they don't give away a lot of red and yellow cards and that's primarily got a lot to do with their tackle height mm. they tackle low they chop get players over the ball so we have got to be, oh my God, at our very, very best to beat these guys. Yeah, I agree, Steve. I do agree. Thanks for your call, buddy. 
Cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy. Um, Peter Mack just said, I've just watched both games and I thought two of the best games of the tournament so far. But, man, that's such an easy side of the draw. Yeah, I agree, Peter. It is It is easy. It is easy. Um, and Dermot said the ref is yet to be determined. Yeah, I've hunted everywhere and I can't find referee appointments as yet. I guess with the... They need neutrality, so they were just waiting till the quarterfinalists were all confirmed, which was done when Fiji were the last of the quarterfinalists to be decided. Right, new sport and weather, and then we're going to go inside the Irish camp, the English camp, the Samoan camp. Lots to cover after the news. Well, it was a commanding performance by the Irish, wasn't it? Um, if you're an All Blacks fan, it probably was a performance that filled, filled you with Part anticipation, part fear, part excitement. So let's have a listen to their press conference after their match. Johnny Wilkinson. Johnny Wilkinson, Johnny Sexton. <laughs> Going into the game, he was asked uh, about a lot of different outcomes were possible uh, with bonus points and margins of victory, all that sort of thing. How did he address that with the team? You know, sometimes when you know in the back of your mind you, you've got a different permutations with at one point, if you're two, if you're, if you're losing by, you know, all these different things and we just needed to narrow the focus and say we're here to, to, to win the game and, and put in a performance to, to do that so uh, very happy with with the lads and um, we're exactly where we want to be now in terms of we won the pool um, and now we're into the quarter final and uh, you know, we always knew most likely play uh, France or New Zealand Um there's no easy, there's no easy option there, um, and now we've got New Zealand, so it'll be a, a very tough game. And I see that they were talking about revenge already and stuff like that, so it'll be a game they want, and um, you know we need to be ready for it. I've already mentioned how impressed I was with the Irish defence, and Andy Farrell was asked if he felt like the Irish defence had got even better in this tournament. I definitely think it has, um, because of the time that we spent together. We we. You know, when we're preparing for uh, a normal competition, whether it be the Autumn Series or the, or the Six Nations, we have five sessions before we get into it. And, you know, our, our, our defence has always been strong. But when you spend, say, you know, 15, 16 weeks together, you know, you would expect every part of your game to get better. Um, and it certainly has to uh, keep doing that to, to, to keep progressing in this competition. Uh, you know, it's no secret. Everyone, everyone says it all over the world that um, it's, it's defences that wins uh, that wins World Cups, and um, it certainly won us the first half uh, uh, this week. That's for sure. Yes, and in the first half, Mr. Farrell, there was a period where you defended eighteen phases in a row. You must have been really happy with that. It's amazing because um, uh, you've just got to keep doing what you what you know you've got to do, and it, and it's tough at times because th- uh, Scotland were threatening, throwing the ball around everywhere. But um, I thought our systems were strong, our contacts were strong, and it's a it's a sickening blow when you when you're actually attacking really well, and and we was able to keep them out and get down the other end of the field, and all of a sudden you know another seven points on, on on the board is. It's a tough one to take, but that's that's what top level rugby has to be all about, and it's something that we've been uh, always striving for. Um, and the first half performance, um, again, not being perfect, but that's 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 perfect as well. You know that we was able to uh, 
um, just roll with whatever was being thrown and absorb it and uh, and come back and 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 strike at, strike at the right time. So it was very pleasing. At the end of the game, Andy Farrell was seen standing by himself, looking into the stands, just having a little moment. He was asked to comment on what was going through his head. Oh no, my, my wife and my two girls were there. That's why I was singing to them. Um, I think it's amazing, like you know the the songs at the end of the game. Uh, I, I I love all that. I mean, you know, we 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 got a bit of stick, didn't we, for walking around uh, um, against South Africa? But we've we've walked around uh, um, and, and thanked the fans in every game. It's the least that we can do um, when they turn out in the in, in the thousands like like they've done. And you know, we play for them. We talk about it every week. I talked about it. Um, before the game today in the in, in the dressing room, um, it means it means more than what people think, one hundred percent. And I know that France is buzzing with Irish people, but I believe it's going bonkers back home. Like you know, um, we're a bit drawn, uh, a bit torn a little bit between where do we want to be? Like you know, is enjoying it with the fans back home or or staying here? We'll stay here for now. And and, and but we we, we know. We know when we turn up for training on Monday, you know, we're not just doing it for ourselves. Not just doing it for ourselves, doing it for a whole country. And I heard, I think there's 4 million people in Ireland. Their game against South Africa, 1.4 million people watched. And apparently the game against Scotland, 2 million people watched. Just amazing. Um, He was also asked about um, the All Blacks having lost to both South Africa and France recently. Is now the best time to take them on? I think New Zealand, uh, a fantastic side, and for little old Ireland to be um, talked about in the same bracket as as the All Blacks shows that how far we've come as a as a as a rugby playing nation. Um, but the respect that we've got uh, for for New Zealand is is through the roof. The form that they've got at this moment in time um, is is top draw uh, and. Like Johnny said before, I'm sure that they they will be relishing this this um, this fixture um, to to try and put a, a few things right. So it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's as, as tough as it gets. I mean, two weeks ago it was a, a tough game, and you know this one was knockout knockout tight rugby. So it gets a little bit tougher. It gets a whole lot tougher next week um, against the All Blacks and. Uh, Hopefully they'll need to be at their best to beat us as well. Skipper Johnny Wilkinson was asked about the experience of beating the. Oh, did I say? Did I say Wilkinson again? Can't get Johnny Wilkinson. He's, what a player he was. Johnny Sexton was asked about the experience of beating the All Blacks last year, and what does it do for the confidence levels this week? We went to New Zealand, um, and Andy told us he put us under the the most pressure that he, he could find. You know, to go on a three test tour, but also do the midweek games, it was to test us and to make us learn and we learned so many lessons um, in, on that tour to to take with us for the Six Nations, um, you know, to win a Grand Slam um, and then it's to, to, to put us in this situation again, you know, to to have to play them again, you know, they've already said, you know, it's one that they want and, um, you know, when they're hurting and they, they want to prove it right, that's the biggest challenge in, in rugby. Uh, to try and beat them when they're in that uh, frame of mind. So, um, you know, two teams will both will both be under pressure uh, for for different reasons, and uh, it'll be who copes with that the best and who can 
put their game out there on, on the biggest day when, when the pressure is on. And the last bit out of the Ireland camp isn't from the Ireland camp, it's from the media over in the UK about a potential injury crisis ahead of Ireland's quarterfinal. So the news is, is coming through and it's not great. It's, it's maybe not of 2015 proportions where that was just a complete disaster on the injury front. But we're hearing Mac Hansen, that calf strain leaves him very doubtful. James Lowe, initially last night, the sense was after the game, his vision was was good. But Rory O'Connor of the Irish Independent tweeted this morning that he's now struggling. And just to complicate matters, Keith Earls has a hamstring strain. And we know Robbie Henshaw has a hamstring strain. They're both going to do some running today, Earls and Henshaw. But there is a chance, touch wood, that all four could mm-hmm. be missing. Now, yeah. it does seem Lowe is the best bet of making it. Yeah. But Hansen, there's definitely a question mark now. We'll come to James Ryan in a moment. But let's stick with that back area. Hansen, Lowe, Earls, they're all wingers. So what happens here? This, this, this is borderline crisis if they're all out. Yeah, look, it, it, coaches a day after a big win, you think you could relax and have an, at least have a nice breakfast. Yeah. And they're, they're really under the pump right now. And just to remind everyone at home, the, the, the laws of the World Cup, you can't bring in a replacement unless you send someone home. So you've got to deal with the squad you've got in France. You can't mm. just pick someone in and leave everyone here. So there's some really tough decisions to make. There's going to be discussions with medical, medical staff uh, about what to do with this because it then it's not just who runs on to the 15, it's what you do with the bench. So we saw last night that Jamison Gibson Park ended up on the wing. We cannot have Jamison Gibson Park on the wing for any period of time against New Zealand. They'll score two tries in any in, in 10-minute period. And that's nothing against Jamison Gibson Park. He's brave and great. It, we, there's just a huge, you know, and Stuart McCluskey on the bench. Stuart played really well when he was on, but he's an inside centre. He doesn't cover the back three. So it's a crisis in the back three mm. and a, a crisis of decision-making and a difficult one, a really, really difficult one. I don't envy uh, Andy Farrell and his staff with this, but th- they do have to make some really tough calls. They either run with what they've got yeah. or they, they go and, look, and possibly call in Jacob Stockdale. Yeah, so we'll be keeping a look, uh, a close watch on what happens because they're going to have seen one, maybe two home so they can get some cover if they are that bad. And those guys seem to have the inside knowledge that there's an injury crisis in the outside backs, potentially all four wings. Wow, I'm only Narawa. Get back on the plane, come back and play for Ireland maybe. All right, uh, we shall take a break. More to come. I forgot, I got a couple of clips for you from Peter Omani. obviously brought up his 100th test cap. He was asked for his initial reaction to the win over Scotland. Um, I thought it was uh, probably one of our more complete performances. Um, certainly in that first half, defensively, um, I thought we were all over it. Um, and I thought the backs were clinical, attack-wise, um, you know, very impressive. So, um, look, we've... Yeah, well, no, we've, we'll have bigger fish to fry, and um, you know it's it's um, you know it's a special place to be. Obviously, you know uh, I'm not gonna say otherwise. It was a massive week for for myself personally and and the people around me. But the boys made it so special. Um, I thought it was going to be you know all over the place with nerves, but incredibly enjoyable week. I just said to them there and and, and thanked them hugely for um, you know their effort they put into it. It was off the wall. And there was some argy-bargy in that game. Uh, pretty much front and centre was Peter O'Mahony. Um, he was asked about that. Well, that's part and parcel of rugby. Um, it's a physical game. Um, you know, they were 
they were in the press before and saying they were going to knock us off our uh, our winning streak and um, you know how, how they had the uh, how they had figured us out and worked us out and um, I don't think they did tonight. And after one o'clock, we're going to bring you some of the Samoan press conference, but just a couple of little quick grabs. Steve Borthwick, England's performance, uh, his narrow win over Samoa. So the first thing I'll say is immense credit to Samoa. I thought they played, I thought they played brilliantly. They talked about it being their World Cup final, and that's exactly how they played. And um, they really test us, forced us into a lot of errors. Um, so it was a very scrappy performance for long periods by us um, and a real tough test and I think that as we look towards now as I, as I can look towards next week what would I want it today? A really tough test and that's exactly what we got so whilst there was lots of things that weren't at the required standards uh, required standard, there was lots of um, errors, mistakes, scrappiness um, and for a period, there was a, there was too many penalties conceded. The, what then happened was the players got hold of it on the pitch and found a way to get the result at the end of the day. Then to Owen Farrell, he was asked if that was the type of game they needed heading into the quarterfinals. I think it's good that we've had a tough, a tough, tough test match. Um, some more are, are a tough team, and, and they showed that in, in many different ways today. Um, and as I said, we, they put us under pressure at times, um, and that that can only that can only put us in good stead. And it's now what we do with with that performance and how we how we take them learnings and, and put it into our preparations going into next week. Learnings. Come on, Fiji, get over the top of England in the quarters. Monday, 4 o'clock, I'm just going to get up so I can watch them go down. Uh, we'll take our last break before the news. A few text messages, news, Samoa, lots more to come. Righto, we're going to chuck the lines open after 1 o'clock. Uh, fill us up with your sporting experiences over the weekend. We've got a lot of text messages coming in. Uh, one from Mark says, I wonder how forthcoming with his time for the interviews Foster will be after the Irish game if the All Blacks lose. I would say he'll front up and do one the post-match conference, and then we potentially won't hear from him again. Staff, have we got the referee appointments for the quarterfinals? All Blacks will need a lot of luck and a couple of cards to beat the Irish. Trouble is, they are very disciplined and well-coached, that being Ireland. Yes, they are. Um, Staff, I've got a bit of a hunch that Finlay Christie will be on the bench. I've heard a whisper. I'm not saying it will be, but experience might just count on this occasion. I'm almost prepared to have a side bet with you, Ken. I don't think he will. I think they'll stick with Cam Roygaard. I do. Um, Staff, we have a secret weapon in Joe Schmidt. Um, We will win from Ken. Yes, Joe Schmidt, if you could pick anyone in the All Blacks coaching box to take on the Irish, it would be Joe Schmidt. I just don't... Can we beat their defence? I really don't know. Give us a call. 0800 150 811. The lines are open.